The Ladies Gaelic Football Association has highlighted that it is committed to the inclusion of transgender women in its sport. The LGFA has also said it will not tolerate any harassment or discrimination of transgender players. Uh, transgender girls between the ages of 12 and 15 will be approved to play ladies football. That's subject to approval by a new transgender application committee. This comes after the finalising of the association's new transgender policy, which the organisation says it developed having taken into account worldwide international practice and legal advice. Uh, but some people uh, not too happy about all of this. And to discuss all of this further, we are joined by Eric Nelligan, who's the PRO for AIN2. Good morning to you, Eric. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Um, you have concerns around the inclusion of uh, transgender uh, f- players playing uh, ladies Gaelic football. Yeah, and it's not just just us, me and, and the, our party and too. It, it's, it would be the view of the majority of people and by a poll that was carried out in the last couple of weeks. And I suppose it's also interesting to say that the LGFA are, are almost alone in this policy. For instance, the FAI stated that they won't, they have no plans to change and World Rugby have also, they've categorically ruled out. Um, so I suppose where, where, where my concerns, where the A2 concerns come from is it's been kind of done in silence. There has been, from what we can gather, there has been little to no consultation with players, county boards, or officials. And there has been, there has been almost zero discussion. There has been no clarity on what rules or what medical advice they will take. There has been no, there has been no instruction given out about testosterone levels. And um, I have a long track record in sport. I've been coaching female sports for 25 years now, and I've all, I also coach coach men's sports as well. And there is a world of a difference between a top level, between a, a female player and the equivalent male player. There's a world of a difference. And I suppose if we look at some of the reasons why World Rugby said that they weren't keen or they were not going to allow trans, transgender women playing in, in ladies sports was um, they said that may, men have 50 to 60 percent greater strength. They said men have a 15 percent greater speed. Men have 30 to 40 percent greater force, and the strength strength to weight ratio is in around 30 percent. So basically, somebody that's born a man, even if they take um, testosterone reducing hormones to kind of to, to lower their strength, they still have the natural advantages that of being born a man possesses. Okay, and, and look, you did mention, yeah. Eric, that, the, 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 and you know, you're not the only one to say this, that coaches, players, referees and officials within uh, the LGFA have expressed concerns about it and the, the fact that there was no consultation and you've ho- highlighted that World Rugby and the FAI have gone in a, a different direction from the LGFA, but they did say the new policy followed a lengthy and detailed consultation process and that lengthy and detailed consultation process did take into consideration worldwide international practice and also legal advice. Uh, you know, from the sounds of the LGFA have, have been fairly thorough on this, leaving aside the issue that some of you have that there maybe wasn't consultation with, with other stakeholders involved in the sport. That's true, they have said this, but there's, there's multiple organisations and, and parties have asked for the documentation to show this and it hasn't been forthcoming. You might have noticed, and I'm, I'm not sure if you have a, 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 tried to get a spokesperson from, from the LGFA on, but they ha- there's been an almost media silence on this for the last month since it was revealed, I suppose, maybe a fortnight ago. So they haven't come out to explain it. They haven't come out to defend it. They've, they've mentioned legal advice. They've mentioned medical advice, but nothing has been shown. While this is in contrast to what World Rugby did, what, in contrast to what the FIFA and UEFA have done. So FIFA and UEFA, I know they're world organisations and they probably greater resources, but they have put all the information out there and they've shown exactly why... Um, it would be unsafe for 
people born as males playing a female sport. And I suppose that's where I'm coming at it. I'm coming at it from the fair. I'm coming at it from two points of view. You have the fairness of it, and you have possibly the legal and the child safety process. Like, look, I, I'm a father to two young daughters, and I would be a little concerned if, if another, if in a another twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old, someone that was born as a male was in the same changing room as a female like they're, they're, they're but they do have to Eric just have, yeah just yeah. to highlight that the, 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 these players will have to go through a fairly stringent process you know the policies that were agreed at the L, recent LGFA Congress the players aged 16 and over will have to submit a confirmation from a medical practitioner or a gender recognition certificate they'll also have to provide medical records showing that their testosterone levels in the previous year were less or equal to 10 nanomoles per litre uh, you know child players have to submit confirmation from a suitably qualified medical practitioner practitioner that they have or are transitioning from male to female and intend to live their life as a female, they're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops, for want of a better phrase, not as if they can just play willy-nilly. Yeah, no, I would would disagree with you slightly there. And a 12 to 15-year-old, all they have to do is get a a confirmation from a medical practitioner, and there's no definition of a medical practitioner, that they intend to live a life as a female. Look, we were teenagers at the time. People have, di- like, when, you go, when you're a teenager, you have different emotions and you, you, you think about yourself in a different way until your emotions stabilise. That mightn't always be the case. You are correct to say that when they get over 16, they have to submit evidence to show that they're reducing their testosterone. But this comes back to the World Rugby point that somebody born a male has a greater skeleton structure. They have more muscle mass. They have bigger hands. They, 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 they can move faster. So it, it still confers significant advantages on somebody born male. So can I, can I ask then, Eric, what, what, yeah. what, what, are, what are you looking for? What, what, what is it you want the LGFA to do? Are you calling for a ban on transgender no, players? No. Oh, no, not whatsoever. What, I'd like to, what, what we'd like to see happen, what anti would like to see happen is what's happening in multiple other sports across the world and if we create an open category. So, for instance, in recently the British Triathlon Association, they have, they have a male competition, they have a female competition and they have an open category that is open to every single person out there. Rugby, what rugby do very well is they have non-contact mixed leagues. So what I'm hoping the, the GA do is to, to, we don't want to ban or to stop transgender people playing sport, but perhaps we can do something where we can create a competition or a structure where it's open to everybody of every gender and any gender to play in. And that way then people can choose to be part of that competition. They could have small side of games. They, could, they, they can think about things. They might, they might do jump backs and forwards or, or shooting competition or whatever. They can, come up with, they can come up with a competition that can be open to everybody. And that way then people choose to take part in that team or that competition as opposed to as opposed to saying straight up that somebody born male and who's in the process of, of changing their gender can play in a female only mm, I'm sure there are, you know, and you, you would see the argument or expect the argument that those who are transgender or transitioning from male to female you know, they, they, they identify as female, see themselves as female and yeah. would see not being able to participate in the female category of the sport and having to play only, only being allowed to participate in an open section as segregation and, you know, infringing, you know, on their rights to, to see, they see themselves as a female and they sh- therefore should be able to compete in the female sport. Well, on the contrary, an, an open category would be the most inclusive of all because people choose, choose to be in it. But I, I do take your point that some people transitioning, they, do, they, they obviously do see themselves as that gender. But we have to keep in mind as well that there is health and safety risk. We don't allow a 15-year-old uh, play in an under 12 competition because they, they, they feel they're under 12. We don't allow, we don't allow, like, we don't allow a man who thinks they're 
we, we don't allow someone who's a male to compete in a female comp- competition unless they they're going through the process. So there are health and safety on a vast number on the vast number of issues, and we need to keep that in mind because. Look, football is a competitive sport. I played football for a long number, for 35, 30 years I'd say I played football and we get injured and it's like, and w- w- I'm a man but there was men that were bigger than me hitting me and I felt it. I can just imagine what it would be like if a man hits someone that was born a woman and there, 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 look, there is definitely a health and safety element there. So that's kind of where we're at. Like that's where we're at. I think it's just a bit, it's a bit loose at the moment. There, there okay. was that image. There was that image from a Dublin final a couple of months ago, where there was a transgender man playing, and for all intents and purposes, he looked like a man. Now he might have been going through the change process, but he looked very masculine, and he was playing in a, in, a, in a female final. Okay, we do have to leave that there. I'm sure there are a range of views on this. Uh, my thanks to Eric Nelligan, the PRO from Ain Two.